0: Welcome to Christ, Culture and Cinema with the Doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture and Cinema. And how are you on this beautiful hot oh good Lord getting humid day Michael Well it is uh, Florida
1: day here at Grace Lutheran so I'm feeling very uh, festive the hot weather kind of plays into that and uh, it's exciting getting ready for uh, summer we got 10 and a half days now yeah. that I'm counting
0: Well I'll tell you what I love when I don't ten. get I love when I don't get the memo you know I walk oh walk, boy go. out of go. my car I look out there and I'm looking why is my teacher? dressed so casually today and then then I walk into my office Casual and, Friday baby and then you come walking out with a palm tree shirt and shorts on and I'm going clearly I missed the memo and you tell me it's Florida day but Florida unless, day. I look at myself and I go but I'm wearing a golf shirt and golf pants what is more Florida Every than dressing as a golfer well this is true you that, know that's your wardrobe well it is my wardrobe that's uh probably <laughs> hey about- how are you doing today Hey, you know what? Getting over a little bit of a head cold. You sound a little little, little nasally, nasally. Here, It yeah. always drops me down about we, a half. an Do we an have the octave. equipment
1: to take that we can we fix that or not? Uh, no. No, we're not no, that high. No, tech. But, it,
0: but it kind of makes me feel more masculine. You oh, know, I get that deeper little voice, A little berry white. D- a little berry white there, you know. Uh, but you know, it got me thinking a little bit, you know, as you're as you're working through things like this, listening to voices and uh, today we're gonna do a very interesting movie. Because the movie, yeah, it has some action in it. It ends with a lot of action. But it's really about the study, the research, the conversations, the discerning of voices over recorded messages and the like. Today we're going to do the movie Zero Dark Thirty. Something I, I meant to ask you before we
1: recorded, so now we're live. Sure. Historical fiction? Oh no! This is—I mean, they changed some names. Of course, it's, they do. It's a little they different. Have it, to. I mean, I, I kind of looked at this a little bit like the uh, Collar and Collar books, where you take a real-life yeah. situation, but right. you, you put your own uh, sure. spins on it. So, yeah. because what I, I learned is the original movie was a the decade-long search that was unsuccessful—the unsuccessful manhunt for yeah. Osama bin Laden. And all of a sudden, yeah, wham-bam, we got him, and they've right. got to rewrite it a little bit.
0: Yeah, most certainly. So, now, having said that, this movie was released December 10th. 2012 a little while ago so but really right on the heels of Osama bin Laden uh, being found right now the budget of this movie was 52.5 million dollars
1: well, we got some different numbers what'd you get? I got 40. Uh, I got it re- released uh, January 11 2013. yeah no, and, no no and 40. so it was
0: released December 10th 2012 in Los wow. Angeles. In time to be considered for the Academy Awards, well, of course. There you go. A little, little
1: something, something. Get it out there.
0: And the box office on this movie: one hundred thirty-two point eight million dollars. Yeah. Now this World is by. a movie I will tell you will pop up on a variety of television. Uh, channels here and there it's primarily i think on stars is it not uh, i think so yeah i think yeah. that's where you have to I, watch it if you want to watch it at will
1: if you want to watch it yeah that makes sense then because the opening weekend was only uh 000, mm-hmm. so it was probably
0: very limited to get it out for the awards that makes sense yeah they wanted to get it out for the awards yeah. because its director uh catherine bigelow fascinating uh directorial uh career We know her for a couple of movies. Mm -hmm. Point Break, which is a very well known movie, the original Point Break. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. But also The Hurt Locker, Mm -hmm. which is uh, a war movie uh, about the uh, EOD, the Explosive Ordnance Disposal Folk, over in Iraq during the Iraqi War. Yeah. Um, You know, the the star of that uh, is Jeremy Renner. Uh, he's the, and that movie, she won the Academy Award for best director. I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen her. It's a good now. movie. It's, but she,
1: she did, uh, directed Jamie Lee Curtis and blue steel. That mm-hmm. was one of her first ones. And yeah. again, the female police officer. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting compared to what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but did you ever see strange days?
0: I don't think I, I point have. to
1: that movie as being way ahead of its time because it was one of those where people would wear this headgear and everything yeah. they they did was recorded
0: oh. and you could go
1: watch what other people see and, sure. and do. Okay, and this was early on before we had the technology, I and mean, right. this was
0: this was ahead of its time. But I just want to kind of scratch this one for a moment. Catherine Scratching. Bigelow is doing, you know. And by the way, this movie was nominated, and she was nominated right. for best director for this. Um, she's. Choosing movies that you typically don't associate, and this will be an entirely sexist thing to say, oh boy, with women directors. You really wouldn't. Right. I mean, I mean, I'll just be honest. Would yep. you have expected Catherine Bigelow to be the director of The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark, Dark 30? Thirty? Because yep. there is some serious military movement at the end of this movie.
1: Well, just the fact they filmed in India and Pakistan, yeah. you know, to have the female in charge—that's
0: a big deal over there. Yeah, I'm, I think this is cutting edge. I think yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah, uh, this was over a decade ago, and we're talking 2012. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about the cast now. This is a cast of hundreds, and we could spend. You know, episodes talking about who's who. Not gonna do. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna just zero in on what I would consider to be the main characters, or the ones that are big pieces to the story. Um, Playing the lead, the CIA analyst uh, who is tasked with really figuring out where is Osama bin Laden is Maya, and Maya is played by Jessica Chastain. Mm. Now. She is a phenomenal actress. I really enjoy her body of work. Uh, that we we've done some of these movies here on Christ Culture and Cinema. A couple of them, most notably *The Martian* uh-huh. and *Interstellar*. Yep, uh, she's in the X Men series, uh, *Dark Phoenix* and the like. Uh, Molly's game and the movie I've talked about quite a bit. With she's been in that. Oh, the movie she's fantastic yeah. in is the Eyes of Tammy Faye. She plays Tammy Faye. Oh, okay, she's seen so good in that. That's yeah. a, that is well worth the watch. Don't forget Madagascar Three. Of course. What is she in Madagascar Three? I don't know.
1: I didn't write that part down.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just thought that was
1: kind of a different uh,
0: movie compared to the rest of that she's done. So sure. Um, now playing Patrick who is the squad leader military ops group is Joel Edgerton, and and I love where he comes up.
1: He, he's done a lot,
0: and yet I didn't recognize his name at first. I'm like, Oh, I do know him. Well, yeah, he's he's uh, he's uncle he's, around. he's Uncle Ben in Star Wars 3 yeah. and reprises no, no, no. No. the role in Obi Wan Kenobi, not Uncle Ben, uh, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, I'm uncle sorry, Owen, Uncle yeah. Owen. Yes, he plays and, Owen on Mars and. Obi-Wan the, Kenobi, he the reprises young, the role. Yeah, the young Owen Lars. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Age was not kind when oh. you look at Star Wars 4. <laughs> no, no. He, uh, he had a rough life. Luke must have been a rebellious teenager. Yeah. Well, he's in Red Sparrow. Mm-hmm. A really good spy thriller. That's a good movie. Black Mass, Exodus God and, uh, Gods and Kings. And oh, in a little movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. The Great Gatsby. The Gatsby, yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, I had uh, Bright with uh, Will Smith. That was kind of one of those, uh, what did they come out on? Netflix, Bright? Mm, did you see it? I it think so. Weird.
0: I haven't seen it. No. A little weird. A little weird. Now, playing Justin, who is the, you know, I love this, the dev grew, velcro loving, gear wearing, <laughs> special ops, military guy who will be on the ground in the compound in Pakistan when they... Get Osama bin Laden is Chris Pratt. This is uh, pre Star Lord days, I believe. Oh my gosh, yes. Now this is pre a lot of things. What I find fascinating with his career is right now, the number one movie has been replaced with another with his number one movie. He was Super Mario Brothers' Mm -hmm. number one movie in the in the country, replaced by the new number one movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy 3. Yeah. I mean, this guy, holy Big cow. cow. I, you know, I, when I started thinking about it, we've done the Tomorrow War with him. Mm-hmm. We haven't done Passengers yet. Oh, yeah. It's a we cool. need to do Passengers. And you know time. what? I Gotta know your son, Peyton, yeah. likes Passengers. He Maybe, might come. I think we need to have him as a guest on yeah, that he, one. Yeah, he would love to talk about that. We uh, might not get a word in, but we, he'd come talk. Mello, well, we had the mute button here. That's I can right. hit the mute button. No, I don't
1: have a cough button. Remember, it didn't
0: work. No, ca- no I have a mute button. Oh, I can just right. shut off his microphone. That's what we can do. <laughs> uh, we also know Chris Pratt, though, from all these Lego movies. Of course, Parks and Recreation, um, the Jurassic World. That's huge. Hey, it's my new favorite
1: ride at Universal is that uh, – a velociraptor, oh, a velocicoaster. The, ve- the velocicoaster. And he plays, obviously, videos in that talking about how dangerous it is before we
0: get on the ride. Unbelievable. Well, stop great roller coaster. Think. He's there, but go down the street. He's at Disney in the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot Center. You're right. That was a great
1: roller coaster, too. I, have haven't, you been been anyone? Oh no. I haven't been on either. Oh, my goodness. I have been to That's Disney since. That's high, tech. It's, it's hard to get on. I mean, you got to get right oh, away. Yeah. As soon as it opens up, get in the cube because yeah. nobody, it's hard. It's, Big
0: time. I'm just saying he may be the biggest star right this moment. How game idea? In Hollywood. Did, did you mention Moneyball?
1: We yeah. did Moneyball.
0: Just a couple of weeks ago. We yeah, did Moneyball. We did Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he he's been in uh, some big ones.
0: Which is crazy. Now playing George is Mark Strong. And again, I'm shocked when I started looking at I love yeah. this guy. The other night, Kingsman, the Golden Circle was on. I stopped. I had to watch. Uh, And The Secret Service, he did. Yeah, well, he's in those two, the two Kingsman movies. Not The King's Man, but The King's Men. Big difference. He's in 1917. Tremendous movie. He's in Shazam. He's in Sherlock Holmes. He's in one of Christ Culture and Cinema's favorite movies of all time, Cruella. That
1: was excellent. Oh, that's such a good movie. movie.
0: I think I have to go back and watch Cruella. That's how good it is. Uh, Again, we all make mistakes in our careers. (laughs) And he made two, two. Yeah, he was in John Carter, maybe the worst Disney flop of all time, and the Green Green Lantern. Yeah. Lantern. You know, I'm I'm thinking as we head into the summer, we're gonna have to do the worst movies ever. We're, I think we're gonna have to do a couple of what we think are the worst
1: movies can, ever. Can we can we do just do little bits and do it as one whole podcast? Instead of making people sit through a whole podcast of one terrible movie. That would probably be a good idea. We may have to do that. Just Just pick them all out. And is there
0: anything redeemable from those bad movies? And uh, The Green Lantern? No. I don't think so. (laughs) Speed 2? No.
1: No. Um, I haven't seen the original Murder Mystery, but I saw he's in Murder Mystery 2. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen one or two yet. He's a great actor.
0: I really enjoy Mark Strong. Now, playing Dan is Jason Clarke. And again... Great Gatsby with Leo DiCaprio. I mean, and Joel Edgerton. Isn't that funny how they just show up together? Uh, White House Down, uh, Pet Cemetery, Silk Road, uh, Mudbound. He was in Everest. That's a good movie, by the way. Good movie. Terminator Genesis, and maybe the one he's most known for, The Dawn. Of the Planet of the Apes. Well, of course, you know that's uh, that's big time right there. Yeah, it was the remake of Pet Cemetery, not the original. Yeah. One for him too. Yeah, well, and it's also The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's also it's the big, yeah. remake of those. It's not the classics from the sixties and seventies. So let's yeah. uh, moving on. Playing Amar is Reda Khatib, and he's basically a French actor uh, in this in this role. We do know him from Django and Paris Prestige. Three worlds, mafioso, and a prophet, and then everything else that he's credited with, I've never heard of. It's all in French. Yeah, not a whole lot there. You know, my my French is yeah, it, it's small. Uh, playing Joseph Bradley is Kyle Chandler, love big him. role. I love Kyle Chandler. Yeah, he's good. He's kind of typecast in some respects. Though. I, I'm I'm discovering he's his characters are almost the same in every movie. Uh, Argo plays that character. Uh Super Eight, Manchester by the Sea, and then the King Kong and Godzilla movies. Right. He's all over those, the new ones, you yes. know. Uh Game Night, and of course he's, he's hilarious in Game Night. His most well, he's a stray man. Yeah. Which makes him hilarious. But his most iconic role, The Wolf of Wolf. Wall Street. Which
1: he plays the same
0: character. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's the same guy. So, so I loved him in Bloodline.
1: Yeah. Police officer. Yeah. Yeah. Great though. He's Absolutely. in thirty three episodes. Mm-hmm. Friday Night Nights his coach. Was oh, it 76 episodes? Yeah. Same character. Same character. Same character. hmm Yeah. Uh, yeah, you met uh, Super 8. Not a whole lot there. Yeah. Oh, he's. This, I'm interested in the Star Wars Visions. Yeah. I haven't heard about Visions.
0: No. And no. I'm all over Star Wars. Yeah. But he's in it. Well, you gotta, you gotta check it out. Gotta go hop over to your Disney Plus and check it out. I wonder if he'll
1: play the same character. I think he does. I hope so. Yes. I mean, I hope not. I don't know.
0: The, wo- the Wolf of Wall Street shows up on Disney+. <laughs> uh, Plus. No, that would be bad. Yeah. Stop. Oh, They would definitely have to be sanitized. <laughs> oh, my word. He's such a good character, though, in Wolf he's of good. Wall Street. I come back to that. You know, he's the FBI guy. He doesn't flinch with the insanity. And he plays that same guy here in this movie. Right. He's straight. He's, he's rigid. Good guy. And then playing the CIA director, the late, the great yeah james gandalfini Oh. passed too soon he sure did you know we'll always know him as tony soprano hey you you doing i don't know i love i love tony soprano but he was tremendous in the mexican killing me softly enough said yeah. i love the one you wouldn't you know nobody knows this unless you live in new jersey you don't have beaches in new jersey you have the shore sure the shore going to the shore you know, fifty-one years old. Yeah, way too early. Yeah, way too early. Way too early. And and James Gandolfini was in a movie called Down the Shore. Down the Shore. Uh, where the where the I didn't realize this. Where the wild things are.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was I a voice of that.
0: I totally missed that. And of course, uh, the remake of Taking Pelham One Two Three. Hey, Surviving Christmas. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. He he. We miss.
1: James Gandolfini. Uh, I mean, he'll always forever be Tony Soprano. Oh. I mean, that's, he's time-casted he forever. And if he was still doing uh, any kind of movies, he would
0: still be Tony Soprano. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It's too bad we lost him. It sure is. And then finally, playing the National Security Advisor is Stephen Delane. And we know him from a little, little HBO show, not unlike The Sopranos, uh, The Game of Thrones. Oh, boy. It's big time right there. You know, he's been in Dark Hours, Spy Game. He's been in episodes of The Crown and Red Election. But we know him from one place The Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. You know, if you're going to be it's in something why he came in. holy cow, be in something uh, big, something spectacular. Uh, uh, we did The uh, Darkest Hour
1: on Christ Culture and Cinema. So, you know, he's got that
0: going Yeah, for him. The Darkest Hour. What a great movie that was, too. Yeah. You know, that's an episode. It's funny. I, I get to look at numbers sometime, go back and see how people. You know, or reacting to certain things. Some podcasts make sense to me, others do not. You know, I keep going, why oh, why? Why oh, why? Is The Legend of Bagger Vance? Some are a little weird. Our most listened to podcast. I just don't get it. But The Darkest Hour. It, was such a tremendous movie. But again, and, and just not up there in the numbers. You have to be a serious movie watcher to this sit down true. and watch a movie
1: like that. Cause it's history and yeah. there's not the blow em up right. stuff. There's not the comedy. It's yeah. a straight biography.
0: It is. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. It really is. Let's talk about zero dark 30. Let's get to Osama. 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 I just love that. That's such one of the best lines in the whole movie is uh, when they're, when they're in the oh, compound. My. Osama. Osama. So let's talk about this movie. So, you know, I lived in New York when all or in New Jersey, right down the road from New York, when all of this happened with, you know, commercial airliners flying into the Twin Towers at the lower end of Manhattan, in the, the Pentagon in Washington, and alas, the one plane that crashed out there in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, It was the day that America lost its innocence and became vulnerable. That terrorism arrived on the shores of the continental United States with fury. Uh, It was chaotic, and all Americans wanted to do was swing back. The problem is the person who took claim for orchestrating and putting this all together Was elusive, and this movie really picks up the story with Maya being recruited to be the um, one of the CIA agents. Come get Osama. That's what she was hired for. Yeah, her job was to Find find Bin Laden. Right. I mean, that's what it was, and and she got recruited out of college. So she's a college student when all this goes down, and. We start on this odyssey, you know. She goes down to Guantanamo Bay because we're we're rounding up some of the bad actors and characters of the, you know, call it what it is of the terrorist world. Right. And you're introduced. You're all in trouble. You're you're introduced to this notion of what is you know what is moral and ethical in in getting information out of really bad people. Right. On uh, well, the waterboarding scene, right from the start, I'm like. It's hard. Oh, it's not wow. an easy watch. No, it? putting them in the box. Yeah. Oh. And the thing is, it's not just that they have to get Osama bin Laden; they have to prove to the world they get him. Osama bin Laden. Right. You can't just say, "Oh, we got him," without evidence or proof. Right. You know, that's kind of the deal. And so the movie unfolds, and we have her there in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. Eventually, we have her over in Pakistan, and You know, her whole job is trying to knit evidence together and although she is an incredibly intelligent woman, although she is incredibly analytical, she has one job and one job only and that's all she knows and she does it 24 hours a day. I mean, there's hardly a moment where she's not obsessively trying to find him and it it puts her in dangerous places. Um, You know, when she's living in Pakistan uh, at the CIA, uh, you know, compound there, and you you remember the scene, she's out to dinner with her friend, they're at the American Hotel there, whatever it was, the Hilton or what have you, and they blow up the car bomb in front of it. Right. Uh, I mean, she's in danger, or she's coming out of her apartment the one day. Yeah, she's driving out and they shoot at her. And they're shooting at her car, because they know who she is. I mean, they know she's CIA and they know she is on the hunt for Osama bin Laden. And then the pieces begin to come together. Uh, Those pieces of bits of information, listening in, you know, with a pretty, pretty edgy technology for the time nowadays, you know, and here we are, we're only talking how many years later from this movie, 11 years later, so 14 years later, so to speak, from when all this was going down. That this technology seems old, but listening in on these cell phone calls, these messengers uh, that are triangulating to get Osama bin Laden's message out to his operatives in the field. And it's Maya who says he's not in Afghanistan. He's not in a cave. He's in Pakistan. And as they continue to narrow down the scope in the field of where bin Laden is, they arrive at a compound right down the road from the Pakistani military academy. Okay? And they know where he is. I mean, or she is confident she knows where he is. So so what is it like when your life is driven by such a drive? Singular one. drive. One yeah. thing and one thing only. I mean, how many people honestly have that? I mean You and me. Do we?
1: I don't Point think Point people so. to Jesus. That's it.
0: I mean, we got a lot of variety now. We, we got, got a lot, lot we of one job. variety. We, Point of Jesus. we have we have a We have one mission. That's true. But I would tell you our job is way more complicated yeah. than that. A lot that. of different ways. I mean, you know, right now, you dealing as a, you know, working in our school, dealing with parents, dealing with students, dealing with true. stupid, dealing with celebrations, <laughs> uh, dealing with angry, dealing with waiting for me out tears. There. You may have a child waiting as yeah. we leave the podcast today. But we have a lot of different things, you know, a lot of variety within our pointed mission. Uh, I would say the same holds true. My daughter is a school teacher. She has a lot of variety. Every child is different, right? Uh, how many jobs do you have one thing and one thing only to accomplish? And hers is get Osama bin Laden. Every day is about trying to find this guy. So, so James Gallofini, CIA director, sits Love. down. Oh, I'm just going to go through this real it's quick. Such a great it's scene. such a great scene. Uh, because here they are. They're sitting in the cafeteria of the CIA yeah. building. So he goes, "May I join you?" sits down. He goes, "How's the
1: food down here?" She goes, "It's okay." How long have you worked for the CIA? 12 years, I was recruited out of high school. High school. Yeah. High school, yeah. Do you know why we did that? I don't think I can answer that question, sir. I don't think I'm allowed to answer. He goes, all right, what else have you done for us besides Bin Laden? Nothing. I've done nothing else. Well, you certainly have flair for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great scene. I just, I, it's, and but, it's a perfect scene to set up what she's doing. But
0: how many people do that? Uh, now, honest, honestly, how many really yeah. live with that singular move <laughs> towards one thing and one thing only how many still have that job 12 years later if you haven't done it this is true too oh boy that's true too but i i you know i i say that in you know not 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 in candor most of us have a variety of things that we're checking off and you know, I could I could easily make the move as you know as we as we consider spirituality to this that yes Jesus comes with a singular mission to the cross, but along the way to the cross, you know, he's teaching, he's preaching, he's healing, he's doing miracles. He's there's a variety of ministry that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses. He leads the people he has a singular mission. Get the people to the promised land. Lead them to the place that I will show you. But along the way, along the way, you know, he's he's turning. You know, he's he's uh, praying to God. He's uh, God is raining down manna from heaven. He's bringing water from a rock. He's judging over the issues amongst the people and raising up elders. And he's there's other things along the way. She didn't have any of that. This character, this CIA person, this analyst, had one thing to do, one thing and one thing only. And it's funny, when she is absolutely 100% confident that they have found bin Laden, this is it. She knows it, she convinces everybody, the national security advisor, the CIA director, everybody's on board. And I love this. Now they're out at the secret military base in Nevada. They, they go out there. And she's there with Chris Pratt and his crew, the DevGru guys, the guys that are going to go in to this compound and get them. And this is, I just love this scene. It's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because at this point, it's out of her hands. And it's in the hands of these guys to finish what she has worked on all these years. And, and here they are in this bay, and they're looking at stealth helicopters. They're, there's two of these stealth helicopters. They've never been used in battle, uh, but the whole idea is to cut down the radar you know, footprint because they're going to fly into Pakistan mm. from Afghanistan, and they have to refuel along the way, and... This is right down the street from their version of West Point, right? Okay, right. Pakistani
1: so, uh, National Guard. So, you
0: know, th- so there's Chris Pratt, and the guys, and they're there, and you know they're there with their you know their their military look on, and they got their vests on with the Velcro and uh, all their all their gear. I just love that, you know, the Velcro and the gear. And, and this is the great thing that she says to to the seals. She says, quite frankly, I didn't even want to use you guys with your dip and Velcro and all your gear BS. I wanted to drop a bomb, but people didn't believe in this lead enough to drop a bomb. So they're using you guys as canaries. And in theory, if Bin Laden isn't there, you can sneak away and no one will be the wiser. But Bin Laden is there and you're going to kill him for me. Exactly. That's her purpose. Oh my gosh. It's such a scene because Chris Pratt is standing there like, "Uh, who is this woman? And where did you find her? I mean, it is an intense scene because her whole mission is this. And as the movie unfolds, I mean, to me, the most exciting part of the movie, because everything is conversations, analytics, with little stuff here and there. But you get to the end. I mean, as somebody who lived in that area, who, by my own admission, you know, I, I we all loathed and despised this wicked human being. Oh, Osama bin Laden it we, was a uh, name
1: did. of horror and terror. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean really, and I lived through it. We lost, you know, members of our church in Long Island that were in the towers. We we had people in our church in New Jersey who suffered greatly through the through the initial rescue and then ultimately recovery efforts down there in the hole, so to speak. That's what they used to refer to the final footprint of the twin towers. Mm. But to see, you know, the the greatness of American military, so to speak, sneak in, have a helicopter even go down. Everybody get off and be safe. The dogs, the the military dogs. I don't, I'll tell you what, never messing with a military dog. Just saying, right now, they're 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 pretty they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're 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 well trained, and you know, here they are as they're as they're busting into Osama bin Laden's compound and rescue you know basically rounding up his family all of these kids and wives that he had and it comes to this climatic moment that isn't so climactic not really you know uh, when they when they bust into his bedroom and he grabs the ak-47 off the wall and the seals they, eliminate eliminated yeah, they, they took care they took of business care of and and it's funny because there's this moment you're like this is how it ended and the seal comes in behind the guy who shot him the guy says i just shot osama bin laden and he says great we got to go round up all the stuff the computers the hard drives and everything else and they they get a bag and they bag up osama bin laden's body and then it's the now all of a sudden it kicks back into gear the energy and the excitement of the movie kicks back in because they got to get out <laughs> you know they're, they're right down the road right you know get out quick with only one helicopter. now mind you the whole time maya is back in Afghanistan waiting she's waiting and you know long story short they all get to the uh, one remaining helicopter off they go through the thick of the night they get back to afghanistan and uh, you know the seals the dev guys they're going crazy they're they're excited they've just they've just accomplished what everybody wanted to see done in the united states that's that's what happens it was huge and as they're putting out the cachet of computers and hard drives and it files and all this intelligence. They gathered in one and fell swoop. Out, right. I mean, it was crazy what they were able to get on a table in the one corner is a body bag. And Maya goes over to it with the prize the, and they, they opened the bag and all you can see, the movie does such a great job. All you can see is his beard, the salt and pepper beard and like the profile of the side of his face and they ask, is that him? And she nods her head. And they said, okay. And they zip up the bag and out he goes. Because the military, you know, the, the real story is they, they took him out uh, off, off the coast, uh, you know, out to sea to a ship, properly following uh, Islamic protocols, prepared his body, buried it at sea because Saudi Arabia didn't want it because nobody wanted it to turn into a crazy shrine for crazy people. Right. You know? So the scene, though, that I find remarkable at that point then is Maya steps out of the tent, you know, here in Afghanistan. She steps outside, and she just busts down in tears. Twelve years. and, and Twelve-plus years. And to me, this yeah. is the real, real moment of this movie that her entire life, adult life, has been spent trying to put together, where is Osama bin Laden? And all of a sudden, it was over. Just like that. You know, and it got me thinking about your own life. What happens when stuff comes to an end, an abrupt end? Now, now for her, she had been planning for this in many ways because the goal was to capture him. but now they did. And what's next? What comes next in her life? What's the next driving, compelling mission? What's the next thing she's supposed to do? You know, it kind of got me thinking about our own lives. So, you know, what comes next? You know, we often think about it in terms of work. I'm, I'm here, should I work there? I live here, should I live there, kind of thing. Um, but I know you, Michael, you've gone through some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you were a school teacher you went to seminary, you now are a pastor, but now you're back in the school serving as a temporary school administrator while we're searching for a new principal. And uh, do you ever find yourself questioning, what's next? Kind of scratching your head going, what's next? Well, if we're truly open to
1: what the Lord's will is in our lives, you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, you and I both had that moment where I wasn't coming to Jacksonville. It made no sense. Yeah. I I had nobody down here. I was right in the middle of family, great school. It, it made no. But the Lord made it very clear. And praise the Lord, He's always right. You know, it's been a wonderful thing. And so, you know, even back uh, ten years ago, when I thought I was going to be a principal, I'm I'm visiting a school. I'm sitting at at a house on a Sunday night talking to what I thought would be my staff. I just didn't feel that's where the Lord's going to move us. And that's when you said, "Hey." I got a, I got an idea. You know, uh, we we have to be open. We yeah. don't know, you know, and somebody says, "Oh, you plan on staying here?" You're talking to the wrong person. Right. If I'm truly open to what the Lord's will is in my life, I don't know what he's going to do. And uh you know, I joked with somebody the other day that when they asked me about this temporary uh, school administrator thing, I mm-hmm. said uh, I said, "Well, when 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 you can do a lot of everything, but don't necessarily have a place in one." Right. That will be done. You just don't know what's going to happen. So uh,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But guess what? That's the blessing we have. Knowing Christ is uh, in charge, I don't have to know. Right. He's going to take care of me. He always has, always will.
0: Yeah. You know, and I circle back in this movie because it, you know. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Oh, don't go back to the movie yet. Yeah. I think you're dealing with that right now.
0: A little bit, yeah, a little bit. A little call, process, yeah. action. You got to start dis- discerning the will of the Lord. Absolutely, and uh, you know, just figuring out where the where does the Lord want me? Does he? You know, it's kind of Doctor Seuss. Does he want me here or there? Does it, he want me it, anywhere? Again, the blessing of this is he's going to use you regardless. Oh, absolutely. It's there, not a wrong
1: answer. That's right. It's it's making the answer and making it work.
0: And that's know? why I come back to the movie because she she accomplished the she mission. Did. But her work is not done, Mm-mm. and I think there is an emotional release that is entirely adequate when you have arrived at the end. It's mm. it's the marathoner who finishes, crosses the finish line, and throws up their arms in celebration, whether they came in first place or last place. They There's accomplish. that sense of accomplishment. Mm. I saw. I remember seeing that with my daughter when she ran the Disney Marathon. Uh, and oh, my poor baby. She was just <laughs> she she was she was so uh, yeah. Uh, you know, never going to do it again. But there was that sense of I did, I did it. Yeah, you know. Well,
1: and last night's athletic banquet. Yeah. How many kids up there who got a certificate? Were just like wow. Yeah. I was a part of that. That's true. It's most of them. Yeah. Praise the
0: Lord for it. Yeah. And that is what I take away from this movie. Yes, I think it was an incredibly well done inside look of the intelligence community that led us to capturing the worst terrorist in you know in recent memory yep to be sure yeah um but it was a relatable character you could you could find yourself relating to her because of her drive and devotion to accomplish the task and when she finished it the emotional outreach you know release having said all that let's um let's think about a question of the day you know what are you what are you currently doing that has a kind of a finish line out there that what are you going to do when you get to it how are you going to celebrate it emotionally release from it uh, move on to the next thing from it what is it that you're personally doing that you know kind of has a a finish line and how are you moving towards it i think that's a good question to ask today now Having said that, uh, consider leaving a rating, a review, or share this little podcast with uh, your friends, family, co-workers, strangers on the street, people on a golf course, I don't know, wherever you meet people. Uh, Social media. That's how people find us, folks. We always appreciate it. And hey, uh, you know, don't forget the book, Christ Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. You can find that on Amazon. Now, next time, I can't believe we're going to do this. You know, it just really hit me today. Um, We're going to go uh, to a time long, long ago, uh, but not to the world. Instead, we're going to go to the park. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, next time we're going to go walk with the dinosaurs as we consider the original, the first Jurassic Park. Till next time, we'll see you at the movies. You for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.